Welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. I want to talk to you guys about something pretty, um, it's a huge reframe today. I think it's a, it's a good one. I did a post on this recently, but I really think it's worth getting more in depth and really diving deeper into because I think it's one of those things that a lot of people just do a terrible job of without necessarily realizing it. So let's get after it. I made a post yesterday and it talked about some of the bigger accomplishments in my life and how much time it took to do them. So I'm going to go through that list with you guys again here real quick. Um, in college, I did football and I did track. I threw for five years. I worked my ass off throwing for five years before I had the opportunity to go throw shot put and discus and weight and hammer at Montana State University. I played football for eight years before I got the opportunity just to walk on at Montana State University. I redshirted, had an injury year, and then I actually started for a year, and then I earned my scholarship. I had to start for a year before I even earned the scholarship piece. I played football for 15 years. 15 years, worked my ass off on a daily basis, did everything I could to get myself as ready as possible for one shot at the NFL. Now, I did work out for every NFL and CFL team repeatedly, but the opportunity to actually make a team presented itself one time, and I worked 15 years for that. And to be blunt, if some pieces, if some health pieces in my family didn't pop up, I mean, there's a very good chance that I could still be snapping the football for a team. Um, a lot of the guys that I went toe-to-toe with, they're still in the league now. So knowing that, um, you know, it's a, that's a good thing to know. But 15 years for one shot. I've been lifting since I was 12 years old. <clears throat> 31, almost 32. So... A little bit, a little bit over 18 years of lifting, with nine of those being heavily dedicated to powerlifting. It took me nine years at this sport to break into the international elite category and break 2,000 pounds in the 275 pound weight class. And everybody sees like, oh, look what just happened. He must have just done it just now. Like, no, it, it was a long time coming. Um, I recently sold a home, I recently built and had to sell about a $1 million home. That didn't happen overnight though. I started by borrowing part of the down payment on a $104,000 home. And that's how I got my start. And I flipped it and I flipped the next one and I flipped the next one and I flipped the next one. Doing a lot of the work myself. It was, it was crazy. To start my own business, I was doing 165 hours a week. I worked full-time construction. I was remodeling my homes. I was taking clients as a personal trainer. On top of that, I was still training myself. It was nuts. So, I say 165 hours, and I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating that number. I spent 165 hours working, training, 
eating or sleeping. I didn't do anything else for months. No fun time, no nothing. Did exactly what I had to in order to get my start with my business. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this is spending time around different people affords you possibilities to hear different things in uh, different parts of the country and things like that. I've been blessed since December. <clears throat> I've spent more, more time traveling and in different parts of the country since December than I have in my entire life combined at this point, which is unbelievable. Um, I want to pull my hair out occasionally because of the travel uh, pieces. Uh, I, I really want to fight American Airlines sometimes, but that's okay. But it's given me the opportunity to go from you know, Southern California to Montana to Texas to Tennessee to Florida, wherever it may be, Wisconsin, places in between, and really meet a lot of different people. And there's a couple different types of people. There are people like me who are willing to work their asses off, truly work their asses off, truly take their time, truly be patient, and truly be absolutely relentless in their pursuit of what they want. There's no such thing as like a roadblock. There's challenges and we figure out how to overcome them. And then there are people who no matter what happens, they will bitch, they will complain, they will find anything that they possibly can in order to prevent themselves from taking an opportunity or making the most out of an opportunity. <clears throat> so when I am presented with a problem, I immediately want to figure out how to solve that problem. But a lot of people, when they're presented with a problem, they throw up their hands, have a whiny comment to make, and they walk the opposite direction. Now, I'm not saying that my, my path has been linear and just a straight line. There has been a lot of twists and turns and things like that, but I'm still trucking in that direction. Now, a lot of people lack the ability to keep their head down, keep working, overcome adversity, and keep being the hammer that is pounding onto the next part of your goal. And that is what separates me and people like me from everybody else. Um, you guys have seen my one over 99 thing. Um, that simply says that I am able to do what 1% can do because I am willing to do what 99% is not willing to do. And that 1% is willing to tough it out. That 1% is willing to invest 15 years for a shot, 18 years just to get to a certain place and then keep going to not take no for an answer, to always find a different way to do it, to always figure out how to solve the problem, be creative, figure it out, be relentless in the path and not be afraid to take some risks. Now, this isn't all based on risk taking by any means, but I'm shocked, especially at the younger group, how many people are so content when something pops up and there's a difficult piece just to say, oh, whatever, I'm done. Instead of looking at it and saying, hey, how can I overcome this? How can I fix this problem? How can I get what I need to out of this situation? How can I make this work for me? COVID is a great example. Um, COVID forced a lot of people to either sink or swim. And the people who are who are swimming, man, these guys are killing it. 
and they're all over the world because that's what they don't have to be in a singular location anymore to make money. They figure out how to take a really, really irritating, rough, traumatic, terrible situation and flip it to their advantage. Those are the type of people that are going to do something very special. That's the type of innovation and creativity that allows people to continue to succeed. And just, you know, yesterday's a great example. Um, I was up at 5 a.m. And I had to get to Nashville and get on my flight. Well, when I got to the airport in Nashville, there was a couple hours of line in front of me because a bunch of people had already missed their flights. I had a check pistol. I had my, uh, I had my Glock with me. And so I had to check my bag accordingly. For whatever reason, they wouldn't let me go through the kiosk and then um, get my bag checked. So I had to wait in line, which ultimately resulted in me missing my flight. So I had choices that I had to make. Um, Do I wait the day there? Do I buy a ticket later? Do I go someplace else? And because I have to be in Salt Lake Friday morning at like 7 a.m., um, what different things? Like, what are my options? And instead of just saying, oh, what, oh I got to, you know, I'm defeated. Figured out the best option. Um, turns out by the time that I got off the phone and went to take that best option, well, those prices went up several hundred dollars. And I decided that it was not worth a one-way over $1,000 ticket to get home for about 16 hours. So I made the decision to fly to Vegas. I will ride with my friend to Salt Lake tomorrow and be there on Friday for the things that we have going on. And so now I'm in Pacific Standard Time. So I actually got up at 3 a.m. Pacific. Flew across the country, flew from Nashville to Charlotte, Charlotte to Las Vegas, got in here at 8 p.m. And I got into the gym uh, I think I got into the gym at 10.30. Mind you, I was 10.30 p.m. Mind you, I was up at 3 a.m. Got my workout done. Did literally like the bare fucking necessities of that workout, but I still showed up. Did what I needed to. Listened to my body. And it got to the point where I was so damn tired, like my, my vision will start to go a little fuzzy. And that's where I was like, you know what? All right, I'm done. I got my main stuff done for the day. I'm in here. I went and got a protein shake, chugged half of it, laid down on a couch, passed out, waited for my friend to get done with their workout, woke up, chugged the other half of it, and went to my hotel room. I got the shit done. I didn't want to go to the fucking gym, but I have to go to the gym again today. And I knew that if I didn't get my stuff done last night, my stuff today would suffer as well. And I am not okay with that. I had to find a way to make it work. So when people say, oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I am too tired. Okay, then your goal and the things that you are, quote unquote, dedicated towards, you're not really that dedicated towards them. Okay, If you are willing to let something stand up that you can, you know, figure out a way, figure out a way to work around, you're going to let that thing pop up and stop you from doing it, you're not that dedicated to it. It doesn't matter to you. If you can't find time to do it, it's not that important to you. 
it's not a true priority to you. If you can't figure out a way to do it when you don't want to do it, it's not a priority to you. It is not that big of a deal to you. And you have all these people out there that are saying, oh, when I do this or when I'm this old, I'm going to be accomplishing this. And it's like, yeah, man, if, you, if you're willing to go through hell to get it, yeah, you definitely will because you're talented. <clears throat> but there's a lot of talented people out there. Myself, personally, I'm not that talented of a human being. But I'm willing to show up and do the hard shit and figure out a way to be very, very creative. I'm probably more creative than anything. Um, I will find a way to make a situation work for me. I will find a way to hammer down and get this thing taken care of how I need it um, and to make different circumstances work for me. That's just what it is. That's who I am. And uh, it's not a ton of talent. It is not a ton of God-given things. It's genuinely, it's, it's a taught and developed work ethic, and it is a genuinely very relentless nature that uh, has allowed me to have the success of the things that I care about. So, stop whining about how little time you have, or just say, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that, it's not that big of a priority to me. Um, I have a friend back home, back in Montana. <laughs> this chick details cars for a living. And she details a ton of cars for a living. She's also a single mother to two kids, or mostly single mother. I don't want to speak out of term there, but I know she does most of the parenting. Um, she homeschools these kids. And she remodels her house. She just paid her house off, I believe. But I don't know anybody, myself included, who outworks this chick. And she's extremely, extremely good at what she does. And I saw something the other day she posted. She was like, man, I remember when, like, I think it was, my numbers might be wrong, like eight cars in a week. She was like, man, eight cars in a week. Like, that used to be a ton for me. Now I'm doing 30 or 40. And it's like, man, she missed fucking five times or so. And she's doing other stuff. And she's taking care of her fitness. And she's eating correctly. And she's improving her body composition. Since the time I met her to now, the improvement in her body composition is staggering. The improvements that she has made in her home are staggering. Plus, she's got two very well-behaved kids. Her business is booming. And she's taking care of everything. That is the 1%. She is a 1%er for sure. She is the kind of person that a lot of us could strive to emulate and to model some of our behaviors after because there's nothing that she is not going to accomplish. And I think that's amazing for a normal human being, uh, let alone a single mother doing the homeschooling, doing it all on her own. It is a, it's just very impressive. So I know that there's people out there to do it. I know that there's not overly talented people out there that do it because they just are so relentless, so unable to accept anything less than what they want and desire for their reality. And I think if a lot of us took a step back, really took check and inventory of who we are, what we are, what matters to us. And if that lines up with, you know, just genuinely like asking yourself, 
this is where I'm at. Is this where I want to be? This is how I think about things. Is that how I want to think about things? Is this the person that I deserve to be? Is this how I deserve to uh, allow myself to go about things or treat myself and act accordingly based on your answer? I think a lot of us are going to see a dramatic improvement in our life. So think about that a little bit. Think about how long you're giving yourself to achieve success. Think about how you are gauging your success. Think about how you are going about that. Do you have short-term, mid-term, long-term, lifetime goals? I mean, there's, you know, there's goals today, goals this week, goals this month, three-month goals, six-month goals, one-year goals, three-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals. Are you doing any of that? Are you being realistic? You know, if you have a goal of making a million dollars a year, in the next 10 years, well, what's your five-year goal? What's your three-year goal? You know, work backwards from that and ask yourself, are you really willing to do that? And if you are, make sure you have a plan. If you're not, reassess your goals or reassess yourself and make the necessary changes to accomplish those things. So this is just a little insight from me. I hope this helps some of you guys, but there's just been a lot of stuff that's popped up that's caused a lot of adversity. And I see people handle that adversity differently. So maybe hearing something like this is something that uh, that will help some people. So I hope you guys take something good from it. I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Iron Money Podcast. Thought processes like this are going to make the biggest impacts in your life. So lock in, be realistic with yourself, and I'll see you guys next time on the Iron Money Podcast.